Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, this is Miranda Wright, and this is day 42 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign. And today we're going to pray that we might bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit. This past Sunday, my husband, Danny Wright, preached a powerful message on the importance of manifesting and demonstrating the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our ministries. Having submitted ourselves to the Word of God, that we might have the character of God, to rightly use the gifts of God, to do the works of God, that we might walk in the fullness of God unto the glory of God. And so as the Lord began to confirm to me more and more that this was going to be our next prayer mandate, I asked him if he would give us a quick recap of the message that he brought and lead us in a prayer of agreement that we might humble ourselves before the Lord and earnestly seek his face, prioritizing the importance of carrying his character and showing forth who he is, shining that light, being that salt, in the earth, that influencing agent that proves to the world that we truly are his because that we bear the fruit of the root of which we have been grafted in. So with that, my friend, I give you my husband, Pastor Danny Wright. Hi, my name is Danny Wright, servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Miranda Wright is my wife, my soulmate, and she has asked me to pass the word of the Lord for this day. And that was, as the Lord had given it, all-consuming fire. Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 through 12. John the Baptist says this, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. And he will gather his wheat unto the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. In both verses, 11 and 12, John states that he will consume with fire. Firstly, in verse 11, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In verse 12, he will burn up the chaff with fire. The purpose of his fire, as according to verse 12, was to burn up the chaff, which is a trash byproduct of wheat processing. You see, when you make bread, uh, as wheat is processed, only the wheat itself is saved, but the chaff, which is the remaining aspects of the stalk, is thrown to the side and off of the floor, according to verse 12, will burn up that chaff. Now, what was interesting as I was reading that in regards to fire, the purpose of the wheat is to be crushed, to be ground into a powder. And then it's mixed with water, egg, and other ingredients necessary for bread, for as bread production is concerned. And then the end would be the fire to heat up for the bread to rise. And what I saw in that process, the crushing is the repentance through conviction, the weight of conviction that, that brings us to that state. And then God fills us with His Spirit, with His water, and all those other things that are 
necessary for the dough and then the heat comes to make us become pure bread what the lord has revealed very clearly in this message was that there are false fires as much as there are real you cannot have a counterfeit without a genuine and the main evidence of a real fire versus a fake fire is that it's not the light or the motion that true fire produces but specifically that true fire will alter or totally consume its subject you see, I can draw fire on a piece of paper. It, it might have the shape of fire, but it doesn't glow like fire. And it definitely doesn't have any motion. And it most assuredly will not burn up anything. I can have a video of fire. It can play on a screen. It can light up a room in a dark area. But it doesn't consume or alter anything. The true fire of God will consume its subject and it will burn away the flesh. It will burn away the pride. It will burn away the sin. The word of the Lord of an all-consuming fire, very simply put, is God has given us his Holy Spirit with a specific intent to burn away all that is us. That only thing that would remain of the filling of his spirit would be him, his spirit, solely himself. I love Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. One of my favorite in all the scriptures. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but that Christ liveth in me. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. And that is the true essence of a born-again believer. I don't even like to say less of me and more of him. My favorite is when I say none of me but all of him. Matthew seven sixteen through 20. You shall know them by your fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every tree that is good will bring forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. And Jesus concludes this from verse 20, stating, Wherefore, by their fruits... And I would emphasize that word, by their fruits you shall know them. I would like to point out that in the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, you will find very, very key crucial aspects of that baptism, and that being both the fruits and the gifts. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, there are nine, as are the gifts. Again, relating this to the fire of the Holy Spirit, remember John is stating that Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Galatians 5, 22-25 tells us exactly what the fruits are. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we say that we have the Holy Spirit, if we, if we claim His name, then let us also walk in that name. Let us also walk in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. If you were to read previous in that same chapter, it talks about the fruits of the flesh or the, the evidences of the flesh, which are adultery, fornication, drunkenness, lasciviousness, and it goes on and on. I would encourage you to realize that it is exposing a direct contrast between those who are not saved and those who are saved. Those who are not born again 
as previous to the passage I just read, and those who are born again. The fruit is equivalent to the word evidence. This is what a Christian looks like. This is what a born-again believer looks like. They are loving. They are joyful. They are peaceful. They are, are, are patient. They are gentle. They are good. They are faithful. And they are meek. And they are temperate. All Holy Spirit-filled Christians have all nine fruits. And that is very clear to say that the evidence of the Holy Spirit, the fruit thereof, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faith, and self-control, as stated previously. All nine are active in the Holy Spirit-filled Christians. Fruits are all-encompassed, expectations of the born-again, Spirit-filled believer. But I also would like to note the gifts, which are important, no doubt a part of a Christian's that is born again and spirit-filled life has, but the gifts are specifically, quote, divided as he wills. Looking at 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, it says, but the manifestation of the spirit, it says manifestation, emphasize that word manifestation. The evidence of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. In other words, stating that evidence, there is purpose. It says for to one, is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Then it says to another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. Take note all of the to another's as individualistic to every single gift, dividing as he wills, according to verse 11. Continuing in that, verse 11, it says, But all these worketh that are one in the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. And if you continue down to verse 29, it says this, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And notice there, the implied of all those questions is an obvious no. Not everyone is an apostle. Not everyone is a prophet. Not everyone is a teacher. So all of those things in regards to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not everyone is in an active participant of that specific gift. It specifically says in verse 11, dividing to every man severally as he will. Verse 31, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. Understand this, that in regards to the fruit compared to the gifts, Jesus made it abundantly clear that by their fruit you shall know them, not by their gifts. I would like to go back and direct it to that verse. In verse 20 of Matthew chapter 7, he said, wherefore not by their gifts, it says, wherefore by their fruits, you shall know them. So I want to emphasize to y'all, you Holy Ghost filled believers, all of the emphasis on tongues and of words of prophecy. These are not to be disdained. Do not misunderstand me. But there are so many that are pursuing after a gift and they are failing miserably in the, in the area of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In, in Galatians 5, listing out the fruits, notice that it does not say that it is divided severally as the Spirit wills. All of them, all of the nine, are listed as characteristics and the evidence of the Holy Spirit indwelling. 
I would like to point this question out. What good is a baptism of a Holy Spirit if it does not produce holiness? A Holy Spirit can only produce holiness. If we have the Holy Spirit, holiness is the byproduct. What good is a Holy Spirit? Even another question to state that only burned its subjects in the past, but does not consume its subjects today. Friend, I would encourage you to realize that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not to make us loud. It's not to make us jump or shout. The Holy Spirit is designed for a burning of the flesh, a burning of the pride. It is des- Fire is not just a pretty little thing or a, a something to shout about on a Sunday morning, but the fire of God is specifically designed to burn chaff. It's specifically designed to burn away those things that are not of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit, but we can't say that we have the Holy Spirit without its holy fruits. Friend, if the church has gifts but little to no fruit, it will profit us nothing. If we have tongues, but we're not loving, if we have gifts of healing, if we have gifts of interpretation, gifts of discernment, gifts of prophecy, what does it benefit the believer if we do not have the fruit of the Holy Spirit? And I can say that boldly and declare in love that it is validated most assuredly through 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3, though many of us have read it through a thousand times, though many of us have heard it preached a thousand times, some of you listening not only has heard it preached, but has actually preached it themselves. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love, I am becoming as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Take very specific note that my point very clearly and specifically in this verse is that love is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. Love is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Connecting back when Jesus said, by their fruits, not by their gifts, by their fruits you shall know them. So if we have the the tongues of men and of angels, which is a gift, but don't have the fruit. Specifically, it says we are a loud brass and a loud cymbal. It continues further. And though I have a gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have all the knowledge and have all the faith, and so that I can remove mountains, but hath not love or the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I am nothing. And even though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, which is the fruit again, It profits us nothing. The scripture describes us as trees planted by streams of living water. And in the very earlier passage of that same opening passage that I read, it says this in Matthew chapter 3 verse 10. And now also the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Who are the trees? We are. The scripture is abundantly clear all throughout the Psalms and many of the passages throughout the Bible. The trees planted by streams of living water. It says, therefore, every tree which bringeth forth not good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Notice, friend, it doesn't say every tree which bringeth forth not good gifts is honed down. It says every tree which bringeth forth not good fruit is honed down and cast into the fire. Church, we've got to come to a point where we're more focused on the fruit of the Holy Spirit than the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It sounds controversial. It sounds very tough words, very strong words even. But notice the fruit is what we're known by. Notice too that Jesus told his disciples that he said, they will know that you are Christians by your love. 
And again, I'm reminded love is not a gift. Love, according to Galatians chapter 5, specifically is a fruit. It is the fruit that we are known by. So our love, and then out of all nine fruits, the very first of the fruits is listed as love. The very priority of our Christian life is to live in love. The Bible tells us that God himself is love. And it continues in that same passage where it states in 1 John. That if any man say that he hath God but hath not love, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. God is love. His spirit is love. The fruit of the Holy Spirit of all nine listed in Galatians 5 begins in love. And if we can speak in tongues and we can prophesy and have all these things but we are not loving, we are not patient, we are not kind, we are not meek, we are not temperate. All of the characteristics and the fruit of the Holy Spirit is not evident. Then according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we are worthless. It profits us nothing. So if I can say in an encouraging word that when it comes to God, pour out your spirit on us, there's purpose and intent for that. What you're asking is for God to burn away the pride to burn away the lies, to burn away the lust, to burn away the flesh, to burn away everything that is not of the Holy Spirit. God, consume your people with the fruit of the Holy Spirit and not people that are chasing after the gifts, but God, let us be people that are chasing after your character. Let us as children of God look like their father, talk like their father, Love like their father. Forgive like their father. Be temperate and meek like their father. Lord Jesus, I come to you now, God, that everyone listening now under the sound of my voice, that they hear this word and that faith is stirred. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faith, and self-control. God, you said in your word that that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That is the evidence of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I don't care if I can speak in tongues or not speak in tongues. What I care about, God, is your fruit and your character. For I'm going to stand before you, God, on Judgment Day. And and the question about the the tree and the axe laid at the root is specific. The word says is that a good tree will produce good fruit. Let us be trees, God, that are not only planted by living water, but producing the fruit that you have called us to produce. So I come to you now in the name of Jesus with a humble heart, God, and I ask that you would baptize us in your fire, that, God, it will burn away those dead branches, that it will prune away those things in our life that are not producing fruit. God, that it will cut away those things that are works of darkness, God, that are of the flesh, God, that are even not ill-intended, God, but are distractions. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that everyone listening will get a fresh vision and a fresh understanding of what your spirit is for. It is not just to say that I have your spirit, but that I'm living in your spirit. As the passage said, that if we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. If we live by the spirit, let us also walk by the spirit. God, you alone are God, and we thank you, Lord, that you have given us your fire for intentful purpose to burn away our flesh that we can live by the Spirit. So I pray, God, that we would uh, submit ourselves to Jesus, the gardener, that will come and prune away those dead branches that we might bear fruit. Friend, I would rather burn now for God and live later than live in the moments of the flesh 
and then burn later. You see, remembering the wheat was burned, but so was the chaff, but the wheat was burned for the intent for it to become bread. The chaff became ash. The wheat became bread. Both came through the fire. God, give us fire that makes us bread. Give us fire, God, that makes us bread, that will feed the lost, that will feed the hungry, God, that will feed this world, that will bring them to Christ. Let us not burn away as ash, Lord, on that threshing floor, but God, let us become pure bread for you. I thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray this word will become alive to all of us, God, that we would daily live in your fruit. Give us gifts, Lord God, but above all, we want the giver. Above all, God, we want your character. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.